Please be seated and let us pray. Lord, open our eyes that we may see Jesus. Open our ears that we may hear your word. And in the sharing and hearing of your word, grant us the grace to respond in faith to your spoken word. For we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we find a friend so faithful who will all our sorrows share? Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Words by Joseph Scriven, an Irishman whose fancy drowned a day before their wedding. Heartbroken about this, he moved to Canada so he can get away from all his troubles. There he fell in love again. And before his second planned wedding, his fancy fell sick and she died. Just as Joseph was coming to terms with all of this, his mother, who was back in Ireland, became very ill. And he didn't have the funds to go back home to help his mom or even to be there for his mom. So he wrote down the words of this poem for her. And this poem has since comforted, encouraged, healed, and uplifted so many in different generations. And here he said in that poem, What a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and grief to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Tonight, how privileged are we to come to God and to carry and bring all our needs for healing for ourselves, but also our needs for healing for others. The God who heals in different ways, we've got the privilege tonight to come to him in prayer. He himself said in Exodus chapters 15 verse 26, I am the Lord that healeth thee. At times he heals with just a touch. In Matthew chapter 8 verse 3, Jesus reached out his hands and touched a man with leprosy. And he said to this man, be cleansed. And he was healed just with a touch. I'm sure you remember the woman with an issue of blood. In Luke chapter 8, all she did was just to touch the hem of his garment, and she was made whole. At times he heals using a shadow. We remember how in Acts chapter 5, Peter's shadow was so powerful that people were healed as they came in contact with his shadow. At times this God that we have come to tonight, he heals by applying. We remember the gentleman in John chapter 9, that Jesus applied mud to his blind eyes, and after washing his eyes, he received his healing. Healing can come when we obey professionals who prescribe for us medications that we need to apply or we need to take, and through the application, healing can come. But at times as well, this Jesus that we have come to tonight, he can heal instantly. 
In Matthew chapter 8, he touched the leper. Matthew told us immediately he was made whole. At times his healing is gradual. Not instant, gradual. In Mark chapter 8, verse 24 to verse verse 22 to verse 24, Jesus laid his hands on a blind man and asked the man, do you see anything? And the blind man said to Jesus, I do see people. They're walking around, but they all look like trees. And so Jesus touched him again, and his sight was restored. And he saw everything clearly. His healing was his healing was gradual. But you know as well there are times when it doesn't heal at all. But in those situations and in those circumstances, he gives us enough grace to be able to endure the pain of our infirmity. And we saw the example of this in the life of St. Paul who prayed and prayed and asked God for a thorn that was in his flesh and asked God to take it away. But though in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, God said to the apostle, don't worry about it, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in your weakness. There are times when you will call for healing, he will say the same to you as he said to St. Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. At times he heals by the spoken word, as we heard in that reading Denzel has just read for us in Matthew chapter 8 verse 13, go, let it be for you as you believe. And his servant was healed that very hour. The scene here in our gospel passage this evening is in Capernaum, a city where Jesus has set up the headquarters for his ministry. Matthew tells us that he has just finished preaching that amazing sermon on the mountain that we called the Sermon on the Mount. Very challenging, very revolutionary, very radical ideas for daily Christian living were highlighted in that sermon. Idea that turned things topsy-turvy for the Jews, calling them into radical generosity, calling them into radical inclusion, love and holiness. The people realized that there was something different about this teacher. So after the Sermon on the Mount, when Jesus came down to Capernaum, the crowds were there wanting more from him. And since Capernaum was a very strategic location on the shores of the lake, with one of the main highways used as thoroughfare by caravans and traders, it has a sizable military deployment in that area. A sizable military deployment with that area with a centurion there, a top commander of the Roman army troop, deployed in that place to just protect the place and to keep the peace and to defend that territory. Closely monitoring the huge crowd that has come to follow Jesus after the Sermon on the Mount. The centurion listened to Jesus that day. And he saw how Jesus has laid hands on a leper. And Jesus has healed a man with leprosy. An unclean person according to the Jewish exclusion policy. He realized that this Jesus, this king, does not exclude anyone in his ministry of healing. His healing was for whosoever would come to him in faith. So he came forward 
man with so much power, he came forward to Jesus and he asked for healing. Not for himself, but for his faithful servant who was unwell and in severe pain. In Matthew chapter 8 verse 5, when Jesus had entered companion, Matthew said, a centurion came to him asking for help. Lord, he said, my servant lie at home paralyzed, suffering terribly. In a world where people think of themselves, me, myself, and I, we've grown so selfish, we always want things for ourselves. In a world where we have become so selfish, for us to see a leader who stands up for the welfare of his servant, that's very refreshing. And I'm sure, leaders, we can learn something from this. How refreshing to see a leader standing up for the welfare of his servant in such a powerful way. We all have responsibility to come to Jesus. We have the responsibility to come and ask for ourselves, but also to ask for others. He came and he asked for healing, not for himself today. Lord, things are fine with me today, but I think of the children who are still going to school barefoot. I think of the children who still go to school with no food in their belly. They sit in class and they sleep and they are hungry. Some of them faint in class as a result of the terrible heat that they sit under to learn. I think of them. Here is a servant. Here is a leader who is not just focused on what he wants, but he's now coming to Jesus to stand in the gap. He's taking time out. He's putting everything about himself at risk to help his servants. And we can learn from that, how we can stand for our neighbors, how we can come to Jesus with so much passion for those that we know that are in hospital beds right now, turning from one side or the other, crying in pain, wanting healing. And the Jesus we have come to tonight has got the power to heal and to transform in different ways. The centurion came and he asked for healing. However, however, with a huge Jewish crowd critically watching what Jesus was doing, there was a problem. The centurion was not a Jew. He was a Gentile. And so for Jesus to offer to go to his house to perform healing, that was a problem. A huge problem for him. After touching and healing a leper earlier in the gospel passage, which was a huge cultural problem for some people in the crowd, now Jesus is offering to go to the house of a centurion, a Gentile. These were all very, very radical things for Jesus to do. In a culture where a Jewish man will stand in the corner and say a prayer, and the prayer will go like this, God, I thank you that I am not a Jew. God, I thank you that I am not a woman. God, I thank you that I am not an animal. And here is Jesus, as always, turning these stereotypes upside down. He is the greatest promoter of women's rights. He brought women to the forefront of his gospel story. He is also the greatest promoter, the greatest promoter for children's rights. He said, suffer the children to come unto me. And now look at him standing here, standing up for us Gentiles. As we would be called in that culture, 
granting us and all people full access into God's grace and God's divine healing. All in this very short passage that we have read, we see how Jesus opens up this healing for everyone. It doesn't matter who are you or where you belong. It's open for everyone. There is no exclusion policy here. Whosoever will may come. The story clearly teaches us that healing is one of the greatest human needs. And Jesus offers it to everyone, irrespective of who you are. The people gathered, waiting for help. Those who had no one or nowhere else to turn for healing. Those who cannot afford healthcare costs. Those who do not have access to healthcare facilities. Those whose health needs were beyond human possibilities. They all gathered, watching Jesus to help. They all gathered, and what was Jesus doing? Jesus was touching, he was healing, he was ministering, he was soothing the pain, he was there comforting people and that's what he wants to do for each and every one of us tonight. We all sit here, we look good, we look okay, but deep down inside we all know what we're going through and among the crowds here in this gospel passage, Jesus was there soothing the pain, touching everyone, meeting them at the point of their needs. He was there ministering. And we are called to bring God's healing to God's people in our world. In whatever category we belong. Tonight, let us come to Jesus in faith and say, Lord, my servant. Lord, my brother. Lord, my sister. My child. My mother. Oh, I am here. I need your healing. And I ask for it in faith. A faith that understands authority. Like the centurion. Faith in the spoken word, a bold faith, a humble faith, but also a honest faith. Because you see, Jesus can see through our faith. He saw the quality of the faith the centurion approached him with, and he commended that faith. Lord, he said, my servant needs help. Help that no one or no system had been able to give to him. Please, Lord, help him. In his dialogue with Jesus, the centurion recognizes Jesus' authority. Authority over sickness. And demonstrated a deep understanding of the concept of authority and how it works. He illustrated this using his own work experience. He said in verse 9, For I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I'll tell one go and he goes and one come and he comes. I said to my servant, do this and he or she does it. He realized that Jesus has the same power over sickness, over nature, over sin and over death. Tonight, this is our challenge to develop the faith that believes that Jesus has power over sickness. That's a huge challenge. We all need this kind of faith, a faith in the spoken world, a childlike faith in the spoken world. A child believes everything mommy and daddy says. If you tell your child tomorrow or at the end of the month when I get paid, I will buy you a scooter, the child believes it. And he or she goes to school and tell all his friends or her friends and say, guess what? Mom is buying me a scooter at the end of the month. And he will say to you, I'm not going to let you ride it. I will let you ride it. I will let you ride it. I will let you ride it. 
She's already making a boast. She's already making boast just because she has been given a spoken word and believes it. And this is the kind of faith that God wants from you and I. To believe it before it happens. To believe it before we see it. To believe it before even the hands are laid on us. To believe that God is already at work here because in his word, he promises us that he is the Lord that heals and he will heal. And so let us begin to develop that faith in us that God, we have come to you. And as a child... We'll go to school and boast because mom says mom's going to buy a scooter for her at the end of the month. May we sit in those chairs or wherever we are saying, God, I thank you because finally those things I cannot do, I'm going to start doing them again because your spoken word says, I will be healed. And that's the kind of faith. With all his military medals, his decoration and power, the centurion subjected himself to Christ who has the power to heal his servant. The story does not explain how to develop this kind of faith. But what we know is that Jesus said to him, in all Israel, I have not found this kind of faith. And this is our challenge tonight, to develop this kind of faith. Some people have the capacity to believe easily, like the centurion, whose role led him quickly to do so. Because he was an army man. He was a soldier. He knew how authority works. That helped him to believe in Jesus in that way. For some, for some of us, we have tremendous odds in believing. Because all we know is what is broken trust in our childhood and even in relationship. All broken trust. And so we now find it difficult to switch, to believe, to trust in such a way. But tonight, in whatever experience you are, whatever you are in your journey of faith, faith as tiny as a mustard seed is good enough. He came with faith like no other in Israel, but he also came in humility. That's another difficult one for us today. We can ask, recognize his power, but the centurion came in humility. He said, no need for you to come to my house. I am not worthy for you to come to my house. I don't want you there, not for any reason, because I am unworthy of such a honor. However, in my unworthiness, I have come to ask, Lord, please heal my servant. He is suffering. The centurion came asking for healing for paralysis. Tonight is your turn. To come and ask in faith. To come and ask in humility. To come recognizing the authority of Jesus to say go to that sickness and it will go. To come in faith believing that Jesus has got the power to heal. To come asking for healing for COVID-19 and all its lingering effects in our bodies. To come and ask for healing for cancers, whatever they are. Muscle, ligament, cardiac, bones, organs, tissue, skin disease, whatever it is. Blood circulation problems, immune system, disorder of the nervous system, diabetes, whatever it is. Tonight, we come to ask for healing. Healing for hearing problem, for eyesight issues, sleep disorder. Tonight, let us bring them all to the Lord in prayer. The centurion answered and said to Jesus, 
No need to come to my house. No need to come home to me. I am confident that your spoken word is enough. Matthew tells us in verse 13 what Jesus said to the centurion. He said, go. Go, let it be just as you believe it would. And his servant was healed that very moment. Tonight, may it be done for you as you believe. Come and be touched. Come and be touched by the Holy Spirit. Come and let the shadow cover you. Come and touch the hem of his healing garment. Come and apply your faith to be healed by the spoken word. But also come remembering the Apostle Paul who prayed for the thorn in his flesh, but he got a no for an answer. But in that no, God said to him, my grace will be sufficient for you. So let us draw near with faith. Draw near to God. Open our hearts and let the spirit of the living God fall afresh upon each and every one of us. Let the spirit of the living God break us down in humility. Let the spirit of the living God melt our hearts in total surrender. Let the spirit of the living God mold us into a new person in Christ and fill us with faith to believe that through the spoken word and in the name of Jesus, we are healed. Amen. We stand to sing, Spirit of the living God.